0: Hi everyone, this is Kim Schott, I'm your host of the Breast of Everything podcast and we have a special guest this evening and I'm excited to introduce her to you. This evening we have Tammy Burdick who is joining us on the podcast, she's a survivor of granulomatous mastitis. Tammy, I'm going to pronounce this again, granulomatous mastitis. Or GM, a par granulomatous mastitis. Or GM, a poorly understood and underpracticed chronic inflammatory breast disease. She's also an advocate for women suffering from various breast diseases and patient self-advocacy. Tammy has been featured in multiple TV interviews, as well as recent New York Times article entitled Feeling Dismissed? How to Spot Medical Gaslighting, as well as What to Do About. And she's the author of the compelling memoir, Diagnosis Detective Curing Granulomatous Mastitis. So please, everyone. Help me welcome Tammy Burdick of Cincinnati, Ohio to the show. She's here to share her unique story with us on an emerging women's health issue. Tammy, please say hello to everyone when you get a moment.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening.
0: Oh my goodness. So, so Tammy, I know your medical journey began in early 2017, but can you tell us when you knew something was wrong? Like what were your symptoms and what did you think was the problem at the time?
1: Yeah. So I returned from a business trip and about two months later, I started noticing that my breast seemed a little tender, which was typically a little unusual for me in particular. And then several days later, my right breast was actually still sore. So that prompted me to do a self-breast exam. And upon that self-breast exam, I noticed that there was a hardened area as well as a lump. And I knew at that moment I had to call my doctor. So I contacted my primary care physician's office and scheduled an appointment. I explained to them my symptoms over the phone, and they were able to get me an appointment fairly quickly, actually. And so upon clinical exam that my primary care physician gave me, she decided to order a mammogram as well as an ultrasound in conjunction to that. So at first, and I didn't know this at the time, I was actually graded BIRADS 5 so highly suspicious of breast cancer. I was then scheduled to have a core needle biopsy performed, but prior to having that core needle biopsy, my primary care physician had given me a call and said, I would like you to schedule an appointment with a surgical breast oncologist. So that's when I was really kind of suspicious that there's probably something serious going on. And so I scheduled the appointment. Meanwhile, I have the core needle biopsy performed. It was actually an ultrasound core needle biopsy. And during that biopsy, I was having a conversation with the radiologist. And honestly, I really didn't expect him to say much or to comment. And I told him that I was prepared for a breast cancer diagnosis. And he asked me why. And I told him my primary care physician had requested that surgical breast oncologist appointment. And he said to me, and I remember his words almost as if they were yesterday verbatim. He said, while this very well could be cancer, I'm not thinking that's what this is. But whatever this is, it's chronically inflamed. And that's what you need to figure out. Why? And throughout my entire exhaustive journey, that was always in the back of my mind. And I was determined to figure out what in the world was going on with me. And so seven months after I would have that biopsy was when we would find that out. But it was seven long months until we got to that point.
0: Wow. So the
1: yeah the biopsy resulted a well the disease obviously was granulomatous mastitis, but the culture that they did from that original biopsy resulted the thyroid bacteria. So where in my case, if there was a mistake to have been made, it would have been from the infectious disease specialist the infectious disease specialist dismissed that finding just assuming that it could have been likely a contaminated sample or that finding part of my natural skin flora. And where the opportunity existed for her to prove that assumption was having to do further testing. And that's Mm -hmm. what we ended up doing seven months later. I had joined a support group And during that support group, I had met a woman who had suggested a gene sequencing test. And I approached my surgical breast oncologist and asked her if we could run that test. And as amazing as she is, without any hesitation, she said, let's do it. And thanks to her and her openness and willing to listen to me and run that test, we finally had an answer after those seven long months. And I had also done a lot of blood work and urine tests even before we ran that gene sequencing that were all either negative or inconclusive because there are a multitude of diseases that can actually cause granulomatous disease as well as granulomas in general. And what we found was that I had an environmentally associated bacteria known as Corinae bacterium crop and and you would think I was elated to have, you know, answers to what was causing my GM, but it didn't stop there for me. And that's kind of where the diagnosis detective came about. And I traced my steps back. And along with my medical team, we believe that I contracted the infection from that business trip that I had taken to the Northeast from contaminated water. So not only did I learn about granulomatous mastitis and Corinea bacterium crop and study, I've learned a lot about the dangers of our own environment.
0: Tammy, thank you. Boy, oh boy, that's interesting. Tammy, in a recent New York Times article on medical gaslighting, you talk about the power of connecting with a support group how do you find a support group for women with GM? I mean, how did being a part of that group help you determine the cause of your GM? And how have you helped other women through that group?
1: Yes. So, I mean, I I personally obviously learned a lot about, you know, my own journey, especially having have met other women through social media battling the same disease. I think we've really learned a lot from each other and no one really truly understands what a woman is going through with granulomatous mastitis than a woman who is having to live with it. It's also very deforming and unpredictable and painful and highly inconvenient and emotional. So for me, I was looking for resources or other women who may have been given the same diagnosis. And I went on social media and came across a support group and requested to join. And that's how I found a lot of other women actually across the world who have had or have or are continuing to fight the same disease that I once had. and. It's very important that we do our own research and we advocate for ourselves. No one really knows your body better than you do. And chances are, if you feel something's off, if you feel something's wrong, you're probably right. (laughs) And it really should be the doctor being the expert too with this disease. But unfortunately, at times, as the patient, we often feel like we're more the experts because we're sharing all of this information in this support group. We're sharing all of our unique journeys together. And really, so much information that I learned there was truly invaluable for me and getting to where I needed to be. Wow.
0: Goodness, yes. And and how did you how did you connect with your surgical oncologist, Dr. Kelly McLean and the team at Christ Hospital? And how did she treat your GM?
1: Yes. So I was referred to a surgical breast oncologist by my primary care physician. When I called to make the appointment for that particular referral. That surgical breast oncologist didn't have any, I would say, appointments on the books available for a while. So the person that had answered the phone that day said, We have another surgical breast oncologist that I can book an appointment with who can see you a lot sooner if you're open to doing that. And honestly, that's how it was intended to be. And that's when they scheduled an appointment with Dr. Kelly McLean. I found out actually in my second appointment with her that we had a lot of mutual connections and friends. So I think had we not met under the circumstances that we did, eventually she and I probably would have crossed paths. And I was blessed to have met her and had her partnering with me on this journey. And I actually bought a granulomatous mastitis warrior shirt, a, t- a t-shirt. And I bought two of them. I bought one for me and, and one for her. But why did I buy one for my surgical breast oncologist? Because she was fighting for me too. And we were both warriors together.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Now, Now, I know you're in remission now. So what is your long-term prognosis?
1: Yes. So my treatment actually, because I didn't answer the part of your question earlier, my apologies. So my treatment, once we identified the causative organism to treat the Corine bacterium carbon study, they actually ran antibiotic or antimicrobial susceptibility and identified the appropriate antibiotic for me to use for treatment. So I had six months of an antibiotic. And then after six months, my healing just kind of got to a point where it slowed down that it wasn't progressing anymore. And my surgical breast oncologist had suggested perhaps we do a cleanup surgery. What that kind of looks like for the general audience terms, I should say, is more just flushing the breast with antimicrobial as well as removing any unviable tissue. Then I would heal from the inside out. She made two incisions where I had original abscesses. And then I had a wound vac for multiple weeks following with three months antibiotics post-op. Probably the worst part was the wound vac. I had to carry it around with me wherever I went. I had to sleep with it. The only time that we were apart was when I was in the shower.
0: Wow. Wow. Jeez. And now, what advice might you give to other women who have, have yet to get the same diagnosis or are just battling the condition and to help them advocate for themselves?
1: Yeah. So in, in terms of advocacy, I kind of created my own advocacy plan as to what that might look like and I call it the A-list for advocacy, and it's act, assemble, ask, acquire, and apply. So act. I think it's really important for women that have this disease to educate yourself on the diagnosis, the what's, the how's, the why's, and execute a plan on how you will best achieve the answers and obtain a possible solution. That's something that's very challenging with this disease being so poorly understood and under practice is we're finding many doctors just aren't familiar with the comprehensive testing options as well as the gene sequencing and analytical testing that exists. The gram stains and cultures, which are known as the routine testing methods for granulomatous mastitis, often fail to result certain microorganisms that can be very opportunistic and pathogenic to humans. That's why it's very important to try and obtain a possible solution. And sometimes that's identifying what could be causing it. Then assemble your A-team. So if you don't experience a good feeling about a doctor or a specialist, or you don't feel like you're being heard, find a new one. You need a cheerleader on your team, a strong defense, not an offense for your health. And and sometimes it actually takes different practices of medicine. And in my case, not only did I have an amazing surgical breast oncologist, Dr. Kelly McLean, But we also incorporated another specialist, Dr. Jared Siegler, formerly of the Living Proof Institute. He is actually a functional medicine practitioner. And I joke and I say the three of us the A-team, really, (laughs) between the three of us, we kind of made a plan of what was going to be best for me and executed it. And then, ask. So don't be afraid to speak up and ask your doctor questions, to run a test or present them with your own research. You know Their clinical loads can be exhaustive in today's modern world. So unfortunately, they may not have the extra time that is needed to get the answers that we're deserving of. And actually, my own surgical breast oncologist just shared that personally in my book. Her clinical load was just too high to devote the time that I did to get the answers. And then acquire support. So like I did, seek out groups who will best understand what you were going through and share your tips and tricks which may help each other. Support groups can be very beneficial. And like I said earlier, my support group was where I discovered the gene sequencing pathology test. And then apply. Apply your intuition and, and be persistent. If you feel something isn't right, it probably isn't. And no one is a better advocate for themselves than we are. We will always know our bodies better than anyone.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much Tammy for sharing that. And tell us more about your book, please. And and what inspired you to write
1: it? Yes, so my book diagnosis detective caring granulomatous mastitis on Amazon. I just knew there was so many women that were desperate and deserving of answers and doctors really wishing they were better informed or knowledgeable with the disease. So really, I saw an opportunity to write a book. And honestly, it has always kind of been a bucket list item for me. And in collaboration with my surgical breast oncologist, she was a contributor to one of the chapters and a pathologist who contributed to another chapter, I decided to write the book to help so many around the world. And it's essentially like an operations and training manual while not only sharing my own survivorship memoir, but also I included other stories from women from my support group sharing their own unique journeys with the disease. And it also gives families and friends an opportunity to really benefit from it in hopes to understand more of what we're going through and what the disease does to us. It's very private for some women, and there are women who aren't as open to sharing their own journeys, such as I.
0: Thank you, Tammy. And and what is the best way for our audience to follow you and get a copy of your book?
1: Yes. So the best way to follow me is I have my own Facebook page called Granulomatous Mastitis Book and Tips. The best way to source and purchase my book is on the amazon.com website. Unfortunately, you cannot purchase the book through the Amazon app, it's only available through the browser or through their their website. And it is an ebook and it is downloadable to any device. You don't have to have a Kindle.
0: Excellent, okay. Well, thanks so much, Tammy, for joining us on today's show. You can follow her Facebook page, Granulomatous Mastitis Book and Tips, and find her books sold exclusively on amazon.com. Thank you again, Tammy, for joining us this evening. Everyone, enjoy your evening, And I look forward to another podcast with everyone, the breast of everything.